Oh, hello. T.I. and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle Tip invites Deja's mom onto his podcast where she puts him on blast. Yes. Hello. To catch a beautician, we find out communication is key. That's key. And then we will give Juju B a call from RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars to congratulate her on finally winning a maxi challenge. Yes. B200, the podcast is going down now, everybody. You know what time it is. Hello, hi, and welcome to VH100, the official podcast for all things VH1, pop culture, and more. You already know what I'm about to ask. If you haven't subscribed or commented, get to it. My name is Easy Manoli. That's right, and I'm Lejeune, and we're excited about another episode of VH100, the podcast. And if you want to get in on this conversation, make sure you're using that hashtag, VH100 podcast, and talk that talk with us. Always do it. So Easy, we had we had Father's Day weekend. Yes, we did. Just now. So how do you go about Father's Day? Because I know that you are a single mother. Yeah, it's true. I am um a sing I you know, I am a single woman that is also a mother, but mm. Taj's dad is very um involved. Most years we spend it with him and we typically have a day out. Last year we walked the Brooklyn Bridge and then we had oysters. But this mm. year, um, I'm in Poughkeepsie, and there's, like, not that much happening, and we had a barbecue up here with okay. family, and, you know, we called Dad and had a special moment on the phone, but, you know, it's a little different with a lot of things in our yeah. current state, you know? Understood. Yeah, because I was wondering, because I, I did take a stroll through the park. So, obviously, in my world, my father passed away in 2011. Yeah. So, Father's Day, like, the, the biggest thing I could do is you know post them on social media etc mm-hmm. and so there's that but you know taking a stroll through the park like i was i did see a lot of uh barbecues etc so that was it was nice to see that people are trying to yeah. figure it out and you know make their dads feel special because there are good fathers out there in the world i know and shout out to them shout out to them and yeah and then obviously this you know this month has been gay pride month as well but for yes! me yes it's uh, it's been a little different, obviously, and as it should be, because I've, a lot of my gay friends, we are just very, very hyper focused on Black Lives Matter. Right. Because there's a lot of, you know, similarities in things and especially in the pride world. That's right. So like, for instance, Brianna Taylor, we still need to figure out what's we going still, on. We still. Okay? Yeah, exactly. We still need to figure out what's going are on still out and about. And it's been too long. Very, 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 very long. So, and then there was recently a new lynching in, or hanging in Texas, which some, some are saying is a suicide, and the family is looking to for a full investigation. So there's just so much tension right now. So we definitely appreciate all the help from all the allies. Oh, no, of course. A hundred percent. And then I don't know if I know you bounce around a lot, but there's been a lot of like firework usage. Yes. Yes. It's so real. I I actually tried to get a video. I actually tried to get a video. But it's like late at night, though. It's late at night. It definitely starts at night. But the later it gets, the more intense it gets. And I actually wanted to get a video because someone actually had a cinder block in the middle of my street with fireworks coming out. Cars couldn't come down. Then all of a sudden, the police came pulling up, and it was just like, woo! A whole Ugh. scene? A whole I, scene. I'm, I've I, been I'm, trying to do some research, because, you know, again, 
it's hard to figure things out in this social media world. And right. I've been trying to do some research and I'm seeing a lot of like conspiracy theories. Yes, I was just things. talking about that on another Zoom about how this is supposed to be something that is an organized way to yes. keep people off guard and, you know, on their toes and also not knowing if it's potentially gunshots so that it's, if it, there's a lot of theories out there because I heard the same. So I'm really hoping that's not the case, but... I am very proud to see that we are still going at it, though, because literally yes. just last week, right in front of my apartment, we had a nice little it, it was so I, I don't want to say protest because it was so friendly. Right. Like a friend. Pre- I don't know how to. Well, maybe we can come up with a word, but there were, we were like singing songs together and it was just very, very, very peaceful. So I'm happy that we are still fighting that good fight out there and we definitely need to do it for Brianna Taylor. Yeah, and we have to keep it going. It's not something that we're going to be able to change in a day. It's sort of we have to be prepared for the marathon, you know? Mm -hmm. As anyone does for any other marathon, we need to take its course on this too. Mm -hmm. There we go. So we did have a couple new episodes this week on VH1, starting with T.I. and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle. Yes. Picking up from last week, Grandma Latrice. Yep, still tense. So, and as... As tense as it is, Grandma Latrice is checking in on Deja to make sure she's good, knowing there's feelings of embarrassment. She wants to make sure she's just, you know, keeping her head up and Mm -hmm. not withdrawing from everybody, suggesting that a chat with Tip needs to happen. But Deja's just like, listen, I really need to gather my thoughts here before doing so. And also, he should be making the first move, Mm. which we thought was going to happen at that group dinner. (laughs) We, we in thought. the last night of Mexico, I really was all like, oh, wow, this is it. Everybody thought it so. Yeah, we could have only hoped. Only hope, but he instead gives her this little lecture about engaging on things that are applicable for an 18-year-old. Right. Because she was 18 at the time. And this all stemmed from the youngins singing about getting drunk. And, you know, of course, you have to be 21 to drink. But not exactly. in Mexico, though, FYI. I'm pretty sure you don't have to be 21. But he's telling her, you know, for the kids, you have to set an example. So the tension is back on full throttle. Yeah. But cue those fireworks to distract Speaking everyone. Speaking of fireworks. Speaking right. of fireworks. They're Distracting there distract everyone. everyone. <laughs> exactly. Which is hard because like Tiny said, this topic is pretty much the elephant in the room. Even with chatting with the ladies during massage time, she brought up how Deja did something that prompted this whole thing. Which we remember Tip saying last week yeah. how she snuck out of the house after right. curfew to hang out with a guy, etc. But as we all know, I think everybody knows. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. Let the folks inform the world because I don't know if everyone knows because, you know, back in the day, clearly they didn't know because it would have been a major problem. About that. A, and I hate to say it like this because, again, I'm, I am a man. But right. that a hymen doesn't necessarily break just from sexual intercourse. And it doesn't mean that someone is not a virgin if it is broken. Indeed. And it can break riding a horse, for example, other strenuous like sporting activities. Or even a tampon. Yes. So and that's where, you know, I guess the question came into play. Well, she doesn't ride a horse and she's not playing sports. And it's like, yes, but that's like an example just showing you like a simple action of that could break it. Okay. Right. So. Tiny's also saying if Deja didn't want Tip to come along, he would have thought about it more if she did speak up. But bottom line, Tiny is legit saying, but in general, this whole topic should not have been discussed. Right. Which 
It's true because, I mean, unfortunately, we're talking about it on this podcast right now. So we're very sorry, Deja. But, you know, know. It's our, we have to recap the episodes. We, we got to do what that's, we got to do here. That's weird. We're not trying to rehash. We yeah, just no, no, no. To... Rehash and move past. Right. <laughs> but once everybody gets back home, the nieces, gotta love the nieces, Tamara yeah, I was Kamaya. about to say, thank God for those cousins, boy. Because, I mean, really... Deja would have, I feel like Deja would have really held a lot of this inside if she didn't have them really pulling and trying to help her come out of her show and feel comfortable expressing how she feels because this is, you know, a lot to go through. Because you could tell that she does need a little encouraging to be like, hey, like you do definitely have to check in on her. And there are some people in your life that are like that. So if they are like that, it doesn't mean that they're trying to be cold and they're being standoffish. It means that they're just afraid to have that conversation. Right. Don't get it twisted, folks. Don't get it twisted. So Kamaya and Tamara pop by Tip and Tiny's house to let him know the real on Deja that she's very heartbroken about the Mm -hmm. world knowing her business. I mean, again, here we are on this podcast. And of course, he's saying his intentions were never to embarrass or disturb his daughter's mindset. He was also trying to give her some space. So that's why he didn't initiate a chat, which, again, as we already said, she did say she wanted to get her thoughts together. Yeah. Right. And, you know, sometimes when something first happens, I need a moment to fully understand yeah, how I feel and to be able to articulate it. Because it's nothing like talking about something too soon. Then you don't say the key points. And you're like, oh, I should have uh, said mm. that. And, Ooh, right. That's right. And then Give you, me a minute to get yeah. my thoughts together. <laughs> and then when you do go back to them, you're like, and furthermore, they're like, oh, you're right. still on this? And yeah, then you're it still on it. Like, I've been done with this. And right. you're all, oh. So the nieces do break through to Tip because he now understands that he needs to extend the olive branch. Yes. Which he tries, but Deja keeps dodging him, which understandably so. Right. So he does reach out to her mom, Runika, to check in, finding out if she's still hurt. And she is. Mm -hmm, So to mm -hmm. speak on Deja's behalf, her mom agreed to come on T.I.'s podcast to discuss everything. We start off pretty smooth, but yeah. once that jacket came off, Ooh, man, <laughs> I knew I was like, "Uh oh, here yeah, we he, go, yeah, here we go, here comes the mama bear." So she brings up how Tip said it was done annually, annually, and leaving a note on no, the door, on, yeah. and he's just like, "No, no, no, those were exaggerations, which made it a joke." So then she also acknowledges how Tip wasn't raised with his sisters mm-hmm, and Deja mm-hmm. was his first daughter. So his approach may come off sketchy to some women because he doesn't know the do's or don'ts. Right, 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 right. Then T.I. is shedding some light on his upbringing, how he only depended on himself to be raised properly and he comes from a protective stance. So he is coming to an understanding now that Deja is feeling like he doesn't trust her. Right. So that's great. Now, right, right. <laughs> because yeah. sometimes you need you need to chat it out. It's just like because you're because again from Ti's stance, he's like I'm trying to protect my daughter. I'm like you know the disciplinary, etc. And then maybe you know when you get so wrapped up in that, you don't yeah. realize how it's coming off to another person's perspective when you don't put yourself in their shoes. Right, and the importance of that, you know, because I feel like back in the day when you know sometimes older people had a perspective of like a child is to stay in their place or to be seen and not heard. So I feel like, you know, growing up for a lot of us that had that sort of mentality with our elders, you might mm-hmm. not realize the importance of your child tr- 
feeling like you trust them, you know, because you're like, you're the child and I'm the boss, you know. So I think that it's really great that they're having these conversations and he can realize the reality of the situation and the importance of the trust in their relationship. And then that burning question came up. If he does the same for his son. Right. This is why I love this. <laughs> this is why I love our girls. And there was some stuttering and a little bit of silence. Yeah, and I do love how standard. Latoya and Tommy talked about it, too, because he was like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't do X, Y and Z. And she's like, and the men should be held accountable, too. I loved all that. So Tip does take full accountability and yeah. responsibility and admits that he is wrong. Yeah. Which is big because, you it know, it is huge. That is a big thing. So we'll see how that all works out. But he wasn't in the wrong with that bet he had going with King. I, I know. Which, I wanted, I really okay. wanted him to get this, though. He was he, close. Almost. I feel like he was really close. So everybody came out to support, and Tip is impressed with his performance. However, Kenneth came in with the numbers, and Kenneth. 193 tickets were sold during I, a weeknight, which is really not that congrats bad. Congrats to him, right. Exactly. Technically, Tip wins the bet. We get it. However, if it was a weekend, I'm sure he would have gotten that 300 number because 193 during a weeknight. That's amazing. Yeah. Loved all that. And then especially the rehearsals, I thought was so hysterical. Oh how Tiny was there and she's like, listen, y'all, y'all are boring. Like you need to right. make some things interesting besides that damn hair of yours. And he's like, damn, OK. He's like, it's different <laughs> when I perform versus rehearsals, ma. Right. He's like, I'm saving it for the stage. I'm going to leave it all there. (laughs) But everyone is getting back to it when they get home. Like Toya, obviously she hasn't seen Red in a long time. And he sets up this huge romantic night planned for her. Hello. I was waiting for that kind of music. (laughs) The whole downstairs is decked out of the house. And she's dropping all types of hints left and right. Because I actually thought it was going to happen too. I mean... But then when he interrupted her with like, well, speaking of which, there's something I want to talk to you about. And she's like, oh, my God, here it goes. Let me get this finger ready. One and two and one and two. It's a whole compliment about Rain's book that's coming out, which is fine. You know, it was a very cute book release party. Yeah, it was. But we didn't get that ring yet. Not yet. Because we do see on the preview for next week's season finale. We may have a proposal on our hands. I Maybe. I'm That's not entirely exciting. sure. But listen, but. I wasn't mad. Like, at first, I was like, ooh, this might be the moment. But I'm like, you know what? Since she just sort of came out and had the conversation about letting him know that she's open to that, mm-hmm. he has to keep her on her toes. No, honey, you're not going to tell me you're exactly. ready to get proposed and then think I'm just going to get on that knee. I'm going to yeah. keep you guessing and keep it cute. So and, I like and it. I would do the psych out too because especially knowing all of these hints that she's dropping, I absolutely would have decked out the whole house like he did because everyone's gut instinct is like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is a romantic ass dinner. This I is know. where it's going down. But it's not. But he does have a conversation with Regine next week about marrying her mom. So we'll see what happens there. And then everyone is getting together for a PSA surrounding human trafficking, which we know that Tip was trying to ideate about this a couple weeks ago. Yes. And there we go. So I know we had a couple of new episodes of To Catch a Beautician. We did. So we're going to obviously catch a couple new beauticians. (laughs) First up, we met our girl Cindy, who was looking for a new look for her 25th birthday turn up. It's a big birthday. I know it is a big birthday. I I had the best weave that I ever had in my life also, by the way. (laughs) And I wish I could find the guy that did this weave when I turned 25. For your 25th? 
Yes, when wow. I turned 20, oh my goodness, the hair was late. Like, honestly, I would go into beauty salons and the Dominican and at the Dominican shop to get like a blowout. And they'd be like, mommy, when they would touch it, they said, that's not your hair, mommy. <laughs> and I'd be like, uh-uh, mommy, but I got that gooey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. and you lost. How did you lose this man's con or man, woman? Who did it? It was so many years ago. Oh, oh my gosh! It, oh, oh my god! Did you just age yourself? I let's let's continue. <laughs> right, back, back to the show. So to catch Cindy, a beautician, okay? yeah, Cindy. It's Cindy's about Cindy and her twenty-fifth birthday. Canceled on her last minute. <laughs> she took to the gram to find a stylist to do her Portia-inspired long weave with baby hairs because you know the baby's hairs give it a more natural natural look. look. Yes, yes, yes. I wish I had nice baby hairs, but I don't. Because... I'm sure we could craft some. Next time I okay, see you, thanks. we could work on that. <laughs> but, you know, she was, you know, she wanted the, um, but instead ended up with a burnt hairline. Yeah. She did. That's really, really tricky. We She went in with a natural. Now, by natural, this is unchemically processed, no relaxer, no real chemicals in her hair. And she was looking for a sew-in weave, but left with no weave mm. and a damaged, burnt hairline. Let me just say that the reason why this story is so painful is because we sort of discussed this already. But a sew-in weave is often a protective hairstyle you're trying to protect your hair and keep it safe without having to add all that extra stress but she didn't get that and she actually came out with damage so it's like yeah. really really tricky you don't get the style that you want a style that would have protected your normal hair and you walk and then away you ended with up damage. damage yeah that sucks it's so tough and also a relaxer is not something that will just come out you either have to grow it out or cut it out a lot of people call it like the big chop because it takes a while for that chemical to grow out of your hair the only yeah. place that will not be relaxed is your new growth so it's just just oh. frustrating on so many levels yeah because so it, it sounds like it really wasn't needed no it definitely well, wasn't again, when we yeah i don't know a lot but i was like "Ooh, this really does not sound like this went right and all. johnny broke it down a little later and we'll get into it but there were so many other solutions that she could have taken used and mm. you know she learned how to do it at boot camp but we'll get there the whole so, purpose of the show y'all exactly so sierra <laughs> she gets braided up and you know when your hair is braided up she could probably obviously feel oh wait she braided up all my hairs she reminds her oh wait I want the baby hairs, but apparently the lace was already cut. Yeah. So I guess the solve was to give her a relaxer. I, I just, I literally don't understand how we got here. Neither did Cindy. <laughs> and apparently she went quiet. I mean, I have two in a chair too, but hearing Cindy's story though, as to why she got quiet. I know. It, and you know, I really felt that and hearing that story really hurt me. And it's really frustrating to have to deal with that at such a young age as you're developing your confidence as a person so it makes so much sense why this incident happened i know yeah because especially if it's like flashing you back to when you were a foster child I, I, yeah so now because i thought so too, i was like why didn't you say something and i was all oh i, I could understand that yeah and there's so many reasons why this incident was triggering those foster days because part of the reason why she wanted to have this big bash is because there were so many girls she felt a little overlooked and this was supposed mm -hmm. to be her special moment but instead when she gets home from getting her hair done she starts noticing her hair shedding and when yeah. she texts sierra she gets blocked easy she gets blocked now and she ugh. did because you know sometimes we see they're like oh i didn't let them know so she clearly let her know yeah and then you get the block on and you're just like oh hell so yeah, I was in, I was like, okay, what's going to happen when, when she rolls in now? We had to bring our girl Sierra in to as 
Tamar put it, gather her all the way because there was so much that went wrong here. Mm-hmm. And as usual, she thinks it's an opportunity to work with our boy Johnny Wright, the celebrity hairstylist. I love this bait and switch every week, too. I'm like, oh, here we go. It, it never gets old to me. It never Yo, gets old to me. You and me both. I was like, here we go. So she comes in and she's doing her interview. And that's when we learned that she actually didn't finish beautician school but she did finish nursing school hell which is very important nowadays okay right because maybe if it would have been right but not not good for the baby hairs though we need that license you remember when the girl had the little blister i'm like oh if that would have been her she could have just stayed there gotten the aid and and figured it all out all all in one shot but when Johnny asks if she used chemicals, seeing as though she doesn't have a license and she shouldn't really be putting applying chemicals in anyone's hair, mm-hmm. our girl got caught in a flat-out lie because she said, no, no, I'm not using any chemicals. I'm only working on the weaves, the naturals, and adding chemicals to extensions, which we know that that was a lie. Yeah, which I'm still actually learning because, uh, again, I'm not very familiar with the whole beautician world, but mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, so if they don't have a license, they can do the sew-ins, et cetera, but you need a license for any type of chemical stuff. So I'm happy that he broke that down too because i actually didn't know the difference of why you needed a license well i mean of course you need a license but i was still like oh so you could still cut people's hair if you don't have a license right i just i just think that it's like you know less likely to damage as a chemical you know Mm -hmm. uh you have to know the timing you have to know the prep you just have to be very careful when you're dealing with people's hair and it's best to have the education and the knowledge but to be very honest we've seen in pat in the past that a lack of education has even harmed even just doing a weave because as we recall we learned that had one of the weaves not been so tight it would not have pulled out one of our people's edges so folks it's just best to go ahead and get that certification before you end up on how to catch a (laughs) beautician but anyway even though our our girl is admittedly, admittedly a student of YouTube University. Du, when du, du, Johnny, <laughs> right? When Johnny <laughs> was ready to review her work, she was calm and collected. Cause you know how sometimes people get the wide eye when he's like, "I'm yeah. gonna pull out your work," and I'm like, "Well, what are you thinking? He's gonna find." <laughs> and we again catch her red-handed in a lie because she talks about troubleshooting her unhappy clients. But mm-hmm. you know that we know that our girl got blocked. So, a hundred percent. When we get to the pics of Cindy's hair, Sierra said she came in with jacked up edges, which is a lie. Not. It's a lot, <laughs> and you know that's when our girls had to come out. Obviously, I mean, I would have come out when she tried to say, you know, I don't do a any chemicals but i'm glad that they let her dig that hole for herself. And she they sure had to did. Come out really quick. They they waited a beat on that. They're like, well, let's see what else she's going to say. <laughs> exactly. And Sierra, you know, she admitted, you know, she admitted that she cut the lace too much, which we knew. Mm-hmm. And she had to troubleshoot quickly, you know. One thing I, that I want to say is that there's so much focus on how, oh, maybe when you're in the chair and something goes wrong, you should speak up if you don't like what's about to happen. That goes both ways, this communication. Because if something is going wrong, you can give your client the option. You can say, you know what, here's where we are. Forgot yeah. about the baby hairs. Can I do this weave without baby hairs at a discounted price? Or would you like to explore something else? Take this- accountability, folks, because it goes a long way. 
That's right. And, and I was so glad that Johnny put her in the spot about one, using the chemicals, and two, blocking unhappy clients. And mm-hmm. it didn't take too much after Johnny sort of put it all on blast to get her to take accountability. And we even saw that she got a little emotional. So she obviously was feeling. I know. That she did wrong. I was nervous that she was going to, you know, have a little sassitude, but... Yeah, when I saw her wiping that that little Yeah, she genuinely eye. was upset. And then hearing, you know, Cindy's side... Because Cindy opened up to her about, like, her upbringing. And I think that's what really started to hit home for everybody. Yeah, for sure. But at boot camp, she learned some techniques. So she did. Even if she doesn't have a lace with baby hairs, even if she cuts it too short, we know how to troubleshoot and fix. And it honestly was a really quick fix. So it's unfortunate that we had to go through, through actual the whole damage relaxer. to get here. Yeah. Exactly. So in order to avoid any additional damage, we decided to go with a new look for the reveal. So Mm -hmm. instead of the Porsche-inspired weave with baby hair, we're now shooting for a long, glamorous, curly ponytail with middle part. And by doing so, we are, one, covering up the thinning that occurred that she previously was covering with dark black crayon, which is tough. And also... Yes, when when she was like the crayon thing, I was like, oh my God, should I do that? Because I got, I think I got a little receding problem going on. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but honestly, the look was amazing. Mm-hmm. It turned out so well. The ladies had an opportunity to really bond and have a nice conversation and see, feel where each other was coming from. I know that there were some reservations while she was sitting in the chair about getting her hair done, but it all came together. together. And I was so happy for her. So much so that she said that this is a new go-to look. It is. It, it, she definitely pulls it off. She had like a lot of confidence. And then the cake was so cute, too, for her birthday. It was cute, to, to but she tried special. to walk off without it. And they were like, Tamar said, no, Miss. no, no, because yeah. <laughs> we think and he got hip. So I'm going to need you to come get this tasty cake. No, it was too cute. And you know that that's a go-to look for me, a little mid, a mid part with I the do, long pony. Yeah, I do love that. I'm like, oh, Lejeune is here. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, girl, we are signature look twins, and I love that that came together for her. I really wanted it to because I was really feeling for her when she was getting emotional about how this triggered some of her foster memories. So I'm so glad to see her feeling fly. And I'm just like, her friend was looking at her like, girl, are we just friend friends or (laughs) special friends now? I don't know. We need to get an update on on those friends. What's going on over there? (laughs) Exactly. But in the next episode, we met our boy Cody. Cody is a photographer from Los Angeles who wanted a fresh look for a wedding back home in his hometown, West Virginia. Mm. And he was looking for a gentleman's cut and a bleached blonde hair, but came out looking like a flamingo when Richie surprised him with hot pink hair leaving Cody with less than a week to get his look right for the wedding. It's Cody's niece's wedding, and he's actually in the wedding, so there's no laying low for him. And as he mentioned, West Virginia is a very conservative town. Mm -hmm. Also, his family is very conservative and religious, so he does not trying to bust out this new look at the wedding. This wasn't the reveal he was looking for. Now, we learned... Especially at a wedding. Right. Because, you know, sometimes brides can be very particular. It's just like, yo, you're going to be very distracting in the pictures. Because I even... So, to the point that I was in a couple weddings, and I even asked about my facial hair. I'm like, hey, do you want me to shave... Etc. So I get where he was coming from on exactly, this. Exactly, because you definitely do not want to steal the show anyway whatsoever. From that bride. Mm-mm. Well, we learned that his new stylist actually doesn't do color. So he yeah. went to the website at the salon where his stylist is to see if he could find one who could. And that's how he found Richie. The cut was going well, you know, 
they yeah, they met up. Good. They they start. He told him what he wanted. He's like, you know, I want this cut. I'm looking for this bleach blonde. They discussed maybe exploring some new colors, but Cody said that he was open to potentially exploring color in the future but that is not what he wanted right now so when they got started the cut was going well but he got a little bit of a surprise in <laughs> fact richie, that ain't I, a little bit i'd be so pissed <laughs> richie actually said surprise during the reveal according mm-hmm. to cody so he was really disappointed in himself because you know he didn't even tell richie that he didn't like the look and he paid two hundred dollars for the look so not only did he waste money on the haircut, but he also had to cancel his flight. I know, to buy which is time a lot of a lot of coinage building up there. A lot of coinage to build up. And just when you think it can't get any worse, he tried to color correct himself with I no know. previous hair ex- experience and ended up with a a deep, rich magenta hot pink. And it was kind of spotty too. So it was kind of like was meant, leopard well, yeah, print pink. He, yeah, he like thought I guess like he read somewhere online that like color can't is color, and I'm all like I don't what <laughs> right and what and how many articles did you read like to back that up like I'm just you gotta back it up a little more. Ooh, this was really really tricky. But according to Johnny, had Cody just spoken up, the stylist could have easily fixed this issue within minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they got into a com- conversation about a consultation. Now, have you ever had a consultation before getting a major change to your hair? Who, me? No, I've yeah. never, ever actually ever had a consultation. But the thing is, I kind of have had the same kind of haircut because there's only so much I can do. With yeah, my that- lo- I would like a consultation to see what somebody would suggest because I got this like elongated face and yada, yada, yada. So... Right. I, I have had a consultation, but that was more so in recent years. And, you know, this really rang true for me ladies and gents and i hope that we take this away as a teachable moment anytime mm-hmm. that you're going to go to a new a stylist to get cut color um a new style and especially when you're dealing with a new stylist a consultation should always come first Absolutely. so you know I mean, what time I mean, it is y'all this time yeah what is the right. time it's, it's time, time to confront richie bring him out <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea that Cody was even unhappy. So this is was especially exciting for me because I'm like, oh, how's he going to look when our boy comes out? He's going to be like, oh, yeah, I did that. I slayed yeah. that. So Richie's coming in for the usual trickery and Cody is behind the scenes looking on. And we learn when he comes in as talking to Johnny that Richie is a hair colorist that has been doing hair for 15 years. But mm-hmm. we also learn that he's been trying out products on some of his clients who do not all necessarily know that he is trying things out on him. I know. How would you feel about that, Easy? I I think it just depends on the product. So if it's like if it's a shampoo, for instance, right. I guess I wouldn't be that upset because to be honest with you, whenever I think for me, whenever I'm getting like a wash and a cut or whatever, like I don't know what products you're using already. So I don't exactly. know. I guess it depends on what it is. Exactly. Because definitely not if you're trying out a new color without consent. But according to Richie and his high standards, yes. if he loves it, they'll love it because he claims that if anything goes wrong, it's because the client didn't ask enough questions because he always does a consultation. We caught another liar, y'all. <laughs> y'all, this should be called to catch a liar. <laughs> so we go through some looks and his work is amazing. But when we get to Cody's picks, Richie claims he wanted a bubble gum look. Another and lie. Even though our boy Cody told us that pink was never even discussed when they even talked about colors. So you know Tamar and Cody had to come out hot. 
Mm-hmm. And our boy Richie was surprised. And excited. He was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> nice to see you. He's like, he's here. He was like, it's a party. I remember him. But we about to crush it. Right. What color do we want today? Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, he was excited. But then it did seem like he had a bit of a stroke of amnesia because he remembered nothing. <laughs> He, he didn't really recall didn't. he didn't recall any mention from Cody of being down for color in the future, nor mm-hmm. does he remember saying, Surprise! Yeah, the reveal. His amnesia was very like there. It's almost as I've like seeing a one eight stand that you don't ever want to talk to again. It was it was kind of that. Vibe yeah, it definitely was one hundred percent that. But he did remember Cody snapping that flick for the gram though. But he threw him way under that bus came and he's like, and there he goes. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that we all got a good laugh when Richie made a little joke about the color correction job. But I, you know, I took that moment back. I had to try to understand that. I thought he said you have a moth, but I'm like, aren't moths white? Whoops. So it's, I, I saw that you were thinking about that. So it's mauve with a, a V. A mauve. So he said you ended up with a dusty mauve, which is like a one of the, in the pink palette, if you will. Ah, but so mauve back- is like a, is, is a color. Yes, ma'am. It's all like right. M-A-U-V-E, but regarding the whole like posting thing because everyone's like oh you didn't want your family to see it but it's like yeah but on top of it he has to travel to that state you know what i mean so when he lands in the airport etc like everyone's gonna see the hair so i feel like that's where he was coming from because he's like yeah my family's gonna see it but i still have like to travel from point a to point exactly because you know he made it very clear it's west virginia it's a very conservative area it's not just necessarily that he's afraid i'm sure his family has seen him explore looks but it's about there being a time and a place for everything and the wedding not being the time sir so nor the place (laughs) right exactly well, Richie and Cody, I think that we were able to get to an understanding because I think they yeah. both sort of came to an agreement that they could have done things a little bit better. Yes. And our boy it- Richie was kind of, you know, open to the boot camp. Of course. And they both were like acknowledging like I should have been more communicative. Yeah. I could have. I could have done this. I Because Richie had no idea that this was for a wedding. Yeah, Richie had no idea which is for a wedding, which brings us to boot camp. Because Hey-o. what we normally don't do in boot camp is start off with a consultation, but this was clearly an issue here, so that's where we started off. And that was what I think Richie took from the most. Because yes. he was, at first when he started even doing the test consultation in his boot camp, he was struggling a little bit, sort of directing the client on what he wanted to do. And Johnny had to sort of take the wheel like yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Johnny had full confidence that Richie could easily execute the color correction after giving him some tips at boot camp. So he sort of stepped away and let him work. And while working, that's when Richie realized how much they actually had in common and actually credited boot camp. Because the first time around, he didn't even take a chance to get to know him. Yeah. And they actually had so much in common. And it he is found very out. Important. Right. And it's also important to know. What why event, is somebody getting why a style? Getting their hair yeah. done. Exactly. And when it was time to apply the toner, it got a little bit real because we saw that it was reacting Girl. a little bit faster and we <laughs> had to act quick so that we could get the desired look because I could not have our boy Cody get another bleach because next thing you know, he's going to be bald. I know. He's going to be looking like Fire Marshal Bill. But I never... <laughs> <laughs> but I never realized that it could turn that yellow that quickly. I I have never dyed my hair because I think black just looks good on me. Yeah, black but, does look good on you. Oh, thank you. You better hit on me like that. Uh, but I just didn't realize how yellow it turns. I was like, okay, we better add that toner. But Johnny was very confident. So yeah, yeah, he was because even when they were telling when he was telling Tamar about what was happening, Tamar was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, because Frankie is here. 
but johnny felt confident so i knew that it was gonna look good frankie is the homie from the hometown in west virginia Mm -hmm. and he came to approve this look because he was like yeah i'm gonna let you know what the good folks back home would say no he didn't say all that he just came (laughs) to be a loving and supportive friend and to see the new look and it was so good great yeah the, he and and i can understand why he wanted why that he, cut, wanted, why that he wanted that look, color it looked bomb on him it looks so good on him and he looks so clean so did the pink and, though i'm not gonna lie the original pink the original pink the, the pastel pink looked pretty good on him too so maybe that's why he was like at least he knows now like in the future that that's gonna look good on me too yeah i think if he's feeling funky he can go for it but that blonde looks so good on yeah, him and he really knew did. his look it and, did I just want to say that what I noticed what in you both like to say, episodes <laughs> that there was a huge reoccurring theme of miscommunication and you sort oh, of God. touched on this early on. You said that you sat in chairs and left this alone and I mean yes. and sort of let things go. But I'm curious. <sighs> I'm curious. Have you ever like spoken up and said, no, honey, this is not what I want or what are you doing? Because I'm going to tell you, Emmanuel, when I was younger, I would have issues speaking up if someone I, didn't I, do yeah, what I wanted. I still do here and there. Yeah. And I wouldn't, and I wouldn't say anything. I would just go home and fix it. Like I would try to fix it myself. No, there, I would never I would, do that. I would try to fix it myself, or you know, I wouldn't really like cut or color my hair. But I would try to fix the style myself. I wouldn't be like, oh, you didn't do it right. You need to do this. You need to do that or the other. I would just. Well, there's a way like, to go about it too. But I have been in a chair, and you know, s- some guys like a like a hard part. And yes. again, I have an elongated face, so I like a lower fade, right? And they also like a hard part where they put a razor and there's like a clear line in your head. And to me, that accentuates like a receding hairline a little too much. Mm. So he went and did it without even telling me. And I it was already too late. Like there was a fucking line in my head. And I was like, oh, I didn't know we were doing the line. He's like, I think it looks uh, good. And I go, well, <sighs> I was like, I, I don't want to do the line anymore, but it was already done. Right. At that point. And there's nothing I could do. So I just rocked the line and I just always wear a hat. So, well, another interesting thing is that one time when my hair was short, I would go to like a barber shop and mm. my normal bar was in Brooklyn, but some event was happening. So I went to get our my hair cut near the office. I went to this barber who had some raggedy clippers because he was like, it hurt. Oh, no. I don't recall if there were like any marks left, but it definitely hurt while we were doing it. And he's like texted me a couple times over the past couple years, like, "Hey, would you? Are you ever gonna come back and get?" And you never told him. I did tell him. I was like, "Sir, I did tell him the last time." He hasn't texted me again because I let him know. Unfortunately, I don't think that I would ever come back to you, but I do respect your hustle and how you're reaching out to your clients. But that's how I know he sucks. Because what barber do you know is like texting? Their past clients, anyone whose hair they've ever cut in the past five <laughs> Maybe years. Maybe he fell on some hard times. That's fine. <laughs> Lejeune is pissed. All right, so there you yeah. go for to catch up. We gotta catch him. Then. Actually, yeah, I know. I was. I knew that's where you were gonna go. That's why I was trying to do the pivot. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, she's about to bust out this man's name and information. <laughs> She's like, I work at VH1. I'll figure this out real quick. And the shop is near the office, so when this world opens back up, no. <laughs> oh, here she comes. Here she comes. Coming with the cameras. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Right. <laughs> so there we go. Um, so before we get into RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars and get Juju B on the line, Lejeune, what is our hashtag? Ladies and gents, if you want to get in on this conversation, you have to use the hashtag VH100podcast. Boom. So, on to RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, our queens had to design a signature suite for a Ruti hotel, 
which sadly puts India, Shay, and Mariah mm-hmm. in the bottom three, where Mariah had to sashay away. Unexpectedly, Ooh. she did not expect all I that. Know. But this does give Juju B her first maxi challenge win ever. Yay! Which is such a fun thing to celebrate because I, I didn't know that little stat. So I say we give Juju B a call. We have to. Yes. Let's get it on and popping. Hello? <gasps> ring, ring, ring Hey, Hi. Hi. How are you? You know what? I'm fantastic. How are you? We're borderline amazing, but right. you just had a birthday, no? Yeah, I turned 36. So Ooh. like mid to late mid to late 30s, I think that's what it is now, right? Okay, God, I we're, mean, yeah. we're age twins. We don't have to uh, pinpoint ooh. that. Ah. June 13th, 36. Uh, uh, okay, okay. June 21st. Okay. Ooh, Boom. you're a solstice baby. I love it. I know. The <laughs> longest light day of the year. I am very Yes, bitchy. you ooh, you come with all the light. <laughs> yeah, I yes, yes. Love I, and light. Yes. I'm oh, I love it. that you said that. And so I I feel your vibration too, sister. Oh. So it. wait, did you celebrate with the two cats or what's up? Um, you know what I did? I I helped a friend move music equipment to his music studio from Boston to Brooklyn. Okay. Like, and, and he was like, "Don't I don't want you to do this anymore because it's your birthday. And I'm like, I actually kind of feel like this is my gift to me because I want to be in New York and I want to feel the vibes. So that's what we oh, did. And we had a that's picnic. That's so sweet of you. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it all happened. It all fell together. And I found myself sitting in a park, staring up into the Brooklyn Bridge, just eating snacks with taking, people taking I love. Taking it all in. Oh my god. Well, thank you for answering our call. But so this this music equipment, is this where we recorded your new single on? Or Um, you know what? Is that why you felt like you needed to give that favor back? Right. It it (laughs) felt it felt right to do it because he it was a big moment for him to move his stuff to work there. And I was like, I feel like this is something we need to do together. So it it it, it just it's a it's you know, he's my friend. It's, It's He's my friend. And he is the one that, that helped me find my voice back. So he's okay. the one that, that um, it's, it's a crazy story. I met him in a grocery store. <laughs> and when? We, Presently? Uh, no, I, I met him at a grocery store two years ago. Oh, I was going to say during quarantine? Because I would be like, sir, six uh-uh. feet. Don't uh-uh. try to befriend me right now. <laughs> but everybody's always been six feet away from me, quarantine or not. Because okay. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's it's uh, we talked, we met, we talked. He said, "Hey, I like no, I know your work. I I really love you." And then we were gonna say bye. And then he said, "By the way, I make music," and something just oh, clicked. It was right. like it was like, you know, you know how people say it was such an odd moment. Like I always take it as a God moment. So right, it's like, yeah. okay, this is this is like a blessing. I need to like not. I need to religion. not. Yeah, it was. And I said, okay, I, I want to make music. Like, how do we do this? And it just went from there. We we met up. We started writing, started talking, okay. and then that's where "Don't Want to Love" came from. All right, oh, I well, love congr- that. that's cool. Congratulations! Thank you. Give us that backstory. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we know in the show that you finally won your first maxi challenge and got emotional. Yeah. I have to know. Did you cry again watching it actually on air? I did. I did. Oh, and you know oh, what's what's really has special? Feelings. I do, and I thought it, I I thought I was dead inside for a year. Maybe I was, but <laughs> the, the feelings came back. You know, you know. Um, yeah, watching it was 
pretty intense for me because I, I yeah. it kind of brought me back to that day. And, you know, I, we all want the best version of ourselves. And I, that day was kind of hard for me because I, I was going through some, some roller coasters in my brain. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So yes. I thought everything was terrible. And then when Rue was like, GGB, you, you won this challenge. I like, you saw me look over, yes. like, I'm confused what's going on right now. And then I snapped oh into it and I was like, Oh, this is a funny feeling. And then I just started crying. That's okay. Yeah, I felt it. Confidence is key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that challenge was pretty difficult coming up with a luxury hotel suite. Yes. And we know you originally wanted to do an Alaskan themed one. Are we still yeah. having those feelings where you're like, damn it, we should have went with that. You know, I really only wanted an Alaskan-themed one because I wanted to say Alaskan Pipeline on television. Oh, God. Well, you can do it on this podcast and you can Alaskan Pipeline. Hey. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. (laughs) We will after this. But no, I died that you're like, oh, I'm teaming up with people who have questionable tastes. And you're all like, well, I fall into that as well. Yeah, I do. I do. You You got to make fun of yourself, you know? Well, do you know, there's a there's this lady I know, and she says, if you can't make fun of yourself, how in the hell are you going to make fun of somebody else? <laughs> Can we get an amen? Up there? Amen! <laughs> well, yeah, because my, my mom actually taught me at a, at a young kid, because, you know, I got bullied here and there for being gay, etc. And my mom was like, you got to get ahead of those jokes, honey. So, like, yeah. if they're going to be coming at you about being too feminine, you just, like, up it up. And I was like, there's oh, just, damn. They're just jealous because okay, the Ms. feminine Ms. energy Ms. is so unreachable. And it's mm. strong. So yes. people feel like it should be a weakness. But it's I know. not. It's, like, power. Yeah, which is, is we strange. which we get from this show mm. especially because drag is powerful, y'all. Absolutely, it is. It's, I, I call it drag magic. Yeah, and some and sometimes it's a little funny because we yeah. lost it when Alexis's mosquito repellent lid popped off. Did you oh catch that in the moment? <laughs> <laughs> we we literally were like, "Whoa, this is this is you can't make this up. This is this is it. This is improv. It is beautiful." <laughs> And I don't think people knew that Alexis Mateo was as funny as she is. I always knew that. And I'm so happy that everybody else gets to see it. Yes. No, me too. I literally was laughing so hard that I started crying. And then I had to think, like, did I eat an edible just now? Like, I couldn't. I couldn't stop and I had to pause and my roommate's like, yo, like he laughed, but he was like, it's not. So I was just like, did I accidentally eat an edible that I'm just like dying over this? But that is not the only thing that popped off with Miss Alexis here. So Mm -hmm. things got a little tense in that workroom, right? Oh yeah. Her her and Miss Cracker, there, there was some overhearing of a comment that Cracker made about working with Queens. She respects Mm-hmm. And she specifically named those queens, which sometimes, you know, I, I never do that because w- w- whenever we have like best friends day, I never say happy best friends day to boom, 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 because someone's mm-hmm. always going to feel a type of way. Right. But Cracker went and named those names, which you were included. What were your thoughts when that whole thing was panning out? Watching Honest, it and living it. I uh, watching it because I was my back was turned the whole time oh but i watch- saw <laughs> i was like what's juju gonna do <laughs> yeah you know you know what i actually saw with the situation i actually saw a group of of people from a community who 
are kind of placed on the outside, finally living together and finally feeling like, oh, this is what a family is like. And then they, mm. <laughs> when we fight, we fight and there's passion. But I am sitting there like, oh my gosh, is this going to actually like go real far? Like what is going on? Uh, you know, it also doesn't help like on top of when anytime you're about to like go at odds with somebody, right? Anytime somebody says the word like sweetheart or hey, sweetie, or calm down. Ooh, yes. That's it. We're yes. off and we are out. Yeah, no, you got to say words like bitch, because, you know, it's like, a, like <laughs> yeah. hey, bitch is a good thing. But when you say, hey, sweetie, you can mm. go ahead and thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Even hunt, hunt, hey, hun. So I'm like, mm. but no, it didn't stop there, because when you were having your conversation with Shay on why she should stay back at the ranch, Blair is bringing up that maybe the group needs to vote Shay off because she's such a strong competitor. I Which mean, I thought was an interesting tactic because she actually didn't vote for Shay to go home. That's why I was right, like, oh. right. <laughs> so I was like, what's going on in this game of chess? Right. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. it's gonna be. It's, it's a great season, isn't it? It is. It is it's such a. Great a season. It is a very good season because there's just a lot of twists and turns, uh-huh. and on top of it, a lot of emotions, especially mm-hmm. during Untucked. Oh, so. Yeah. You opened up on how mm. you've been sober and sometimes feeling defeated. It could be very hard. And Absolutely. especially working in the nightclub atmosphere, I can't imagine how hard it is because, again, you're surrounded by drinks and you're surrounded by folks that are, you know, mm-hmm. participating in some drug use, oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. No, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. I, I so mean, what advice, allegedly, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. So what advice do you have for other queens on how to balance that? Because your job also is to like entertain. Like, who's drinking? Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, that comes a part of it. So what right. is your advice? How did you balance that? Yeah. I For me, the journey for me started when I got, I got tired of just, like, being tired of it. I got tired of being like, oh, I should drink more water so that tomorrow I don't feel like this. And it's like, no, wait a minute. Mm. It's not that. I should probably take a step back and look at what I'm doing to myself and allowing Mm -hmm. to happen to me. So I did that and I chose, I chose me this way over me that way, because at least me this way, I can confront everything that I feel or like, like my resentments, you know, I can face it all. And I think that as, um, as Queens, we all got a lot of hurt going on, which is why we extend ourselves to this art because all we want to do is, love because we know what it feels like to not be mm-hmm. you know and that's and i think that as soon as like a, a queen or anybody in nightlife that can can face their personal truth i think that's when they could strive for the better version of themselves i'm not saying everybody should quit you know drinking right. or smoking or whatever that's that's your choice you're in control and that's the message that i wanted to give to the sisters there because i know we're all in different places but we all yes. have so much in common in this Yeah, Yeah, I love that conversation and the dialogue that it opened up. And it's just important, you know, not it was so amazing because it was not at all a judgmental conversation, but it just helped others to open up and look at where they are right now. And that's what it's all about, just being open and being able to be honest with yourself. Absolutely. And I I think that vulnerability and that honesty is is strength. Because you finally say like, oh, this is what I should probably work on. And, you know, you yeah. can admit to yourself that this that that you're not perfect. Yeah. And that's how you help others, because it's hard when you if you point a finger and you're like, maybe you should work on this, honey. But when you are open and vulnerable with yourself, it helps other people to look like mayhem. So I mayhem love that. Yes. Up about her. Yeah. She was like, you know, in the past, I did some 
XYZ, but right. I still mm-hmm. drink. I mean, at that mm-hmm. moment, she was still drinking. So mm-hmm. that did lead to that kind of conversation. But yeah, that was very heavy Absolutely. backstage. And, you, you know, you're about to go do, you got to get it together really quick. Yeah. I mean, and, and here's the thing. It, it, I'm going to be really honest. That entire week for me, all I wanted to do was have a drink. Yeah. It's all I wanted to do. And and I could have lied, you know, but I had I had to like, no, I got to tell on myself before I do this shit to myself. Because yeah. I know that like I can't. Right. You know, if and I then, do, it's bad. No, you're right. And then after that heavy conversation, you have to jump right into getting yourself ready for the lip sync assassin. <laughs> Which you don't and even know like, who it is. Ooh, How was your mindset going wig. into it? Girl, did you see my wig? <laughs> My mindset was bullshit because I put on that ugly ass wig. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's okay. I didn't know the lyrics to Alyssa. So I'm so sorry. Alyssa, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Everyone's like, it's okay. I mean, listen, it is stuff because it is a very like boom, 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 boom kind yeah, of thing. It is. So are you enjoying this lip sync assassin twist? Because obviously Monet Exchange came out and you were yeah, like, Yeah, and I oh. knew I was going to lose when I saw Monet Exchange. Like, there's no oh, way hell. I could. Like, I, there's, there's just, you know, I was like, oh, well this is great she should just push me off the stage <laughs> but you do have a rolodex of sending people home yourself that's a tr- mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. but, all right but i get what you're saying i get what you're saying so we want to play a quick game with you called ru who ru what yeah where we will quiz you on the who what where and why from this current season of all stars okay you ready for it Okay, I hope I win. I hope I win. I mean, there's no prize except for us cheering or booing you. Okay, so here we go. (laughs) First up, for the I'm in love challenge, India originally wanted to write her verse about being in love with this person. Ruhu, was it? RJ, her boyfriend. Ding, 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 ding. Good job. And then we know that we switched it to Justin Timberlake. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, June, next question. Question number two. During one of the eliminations, Miss Cracker wished she had whiteout to put on Gina's name on the lipstick. Rue, why? Because she, Cracker said on Gina didn't believe in herself. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Correct again. We got two more for you. You ready? Yes. Question number three. Finish this. In a room full of tens, Rue what is the rest of that comment? This is a Mariah liner. In a room full of tens, being 11. Oh, you were close, which I would say that, but she says, I'm always going to be grand prize. Oh, Damn. Listen, we can't Mariah them Balenciaga. All. It's all right. That's all she, we want. You know, Mariah is so gorgeous. She is so. Mm. Hello. Yeah. I mean, hello, right? Uh, Lejeune, what's our last one? Last question. During the reading mini challenge, Mayhem said she couldn't wait to put on Gina on top of this. Rue, where was it? Which we know uh, you won the reading challenge. <laughs> <laughs> where? Whoa, I don't need. On top of a. Think about Angina's outfit or uh, look that she had. Christmas tree on top of a Christmas ding, tree. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. There you go. Hey. All right. So you got three out of four. Not too shabby. That's Thanks right. for playing. Ruhu, ruhu, You're what? a winner. You're a winner. <laughs> I got a 75, though. That's like a C. I mean, that's okay. I, saying three out of four is like good in my yeah, eyes. It is. <laughs> that's what I would always say to my mom when I got the grades back. I'm like, miss, it's a three out of four. Get, three get out of four. my face. <laughs> so uh, anything else to get off your chest while we have you? Um, I, I, I would love for you guys to, to stream Good Juju Volume 1. 
Okay. Of course. It just came out today. My first EP. I got four tracks. Don't Wanna Love is the last track. Okay. You know, I, I've been working on this music for a while. So, yeah, Good Juju Volume 1 is out today. Boom. Yes, and, Good and Juju Volume so 1. Check for that. Uh, yeah, and thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. And then we see on next week's episode... Mayhem and Alexis are telling Shay that they voted for her to go home. And she's like, skirt, skirt, what? And then our challenge, y'all are behaving badly on a gossip show mm-hmm. called She MZ. And then Cracker's having a conversation with Blair on how Alexis is suggesting Blair's trying to get rid of Cracker. So there's a lot going on yes. in our next episode. But thank you so much. Yes. Where am I in the next thank episode? You. Like, what am I doing? I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. You would be both. Well, I mean, you did it this episode, all right? You yes. were very vulnerable and you were crying and you Loved won it. and all that fun stuff. And then you had like three different so Halloween it costumes. Like a, it was like an emotional roller coaster this week. Yeah. Yeah. It was an emotional. Yeah. I, I was here for it. So you could take a beat. It's fine. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us and we will chat with you soon. I hope so. I love y'all. Have a great yes, day. Love, love you too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. With everything. Okay, that was such a nice uh, little conversation. I know. Posy vibes. Especially Posy not vibes. especially not when if you're a Gemini queen. Hello. I know. I was all like, damn, three Geminis on the phone. What's going on? I know. Happen? Look at that. <laughs> such a good time. Good vibes overall. Mm-hmm. But that brings us to a close of yet another episode yes. of BH100. Lejeune, what Already? is today's podcast dedicated to? Uh, well, you know, I have to say that very often we use a very light-hearted moment, a fun moment. But, you yes. know, fresh off this call with Juju B, I'm feeling super inspired by all the love and light that I got from the call <gasps> to Oh, my dedicate... God, you're about to show another layer of yourself. It's... Yes, y'all. You know <laughs> that it's layers. But, drumroll, please. <laughs> I definitely want to dedicate this episode to Juju B's moment of tr- transparency talking yes, about untucked. sobriety. Mm-hmm. I really that love that moment. Deep. It was because it even inspired Mayhem to come out and think about how maybe I want to look into the future about some issues that I have. And I love this moment because it just opened up the dialogue and the conversation. And I hope that it did so for so many at home because we'd be surprised that we don't know people that may be dealing with similar issues. So I just love moments where people can be vulnerable and transparent and spread that love and light to the universe for others to be open with themselves as well. But bam, so, so I just in love it. Vulnerability, it's so brave. there's beauty. It's beauty. And it's also hard work when you're working in nightlife, as you mentioned earlier. So Hello. much love and um I like that shout out. Okay, good job. Thank I'm proud you. of you. You better show that serious side, girl. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All right, so that is a wrap on episode 61 of VH100. Don't forget this Tuesday and Wednesday, we will have a new episode of Wildin' Out at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And like I always say, subscribe, comment on iTunes, and remember to spread the word. And as usual, be sure to follow the Instagram pages for VH1, Family Hustle, To Catch a Beautician, and RuPaul's Drag Race. And ladies and gents, if you don't put the at in front of all that, none of it will work. So yeah. you need For it. example, you will not find me if you don't put <laughs> at E-Z-M-A-N-O-L-I. E for Joe. If you don't put that at in front of I-M-L-A June, you're not going to find me. You heard? <laughs> she, she can't act right ever since we're in the month of June. <laughs> I know. I'm brand new. It's just because of my name, y'all, because I know we both share June birthdays. So I'm not trying to claim it because I know we're both June babies. But come on, my name. Hello. There you go. So make sure you're listening to us and keep at... 
100. VH100 is brought to you by VH1 and Revolver Podcasts.